Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In chapter 8 of Romans, Paul gives us one of the most beautiful and meaningful passages, I think, in the whole of Scripture. Uh, he begins by telling us there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. He tells us in this chapter that all things work together for good. He tells us in this chapter that even though we may suffer, even though we may groan under uh, the weight and the difficulties of this world, that there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Nothing in the whole of creation has the power to put a wedge between us and the love of God in Jesus Christ. So in the past few weeks, we have been looking at oneness in Christ, this idea of unity in Christ. And when we see this passage Paul is trying to tell us that there is a unity in the love of God in Jesus Christ that nothing can remove or undermine. And yet, if we are people who are paying attention in the world, the first thing we will probably notice is that the church is a very divided place. Christians are always arguing with Christians uh, if you go back to the first century and Paul and others are planting these uh, little churches everywhere, they would have seen themselves under basically the head that is Jesus Christ. They would have seen themselves sort of, although in these different places, that they would all belong to Jesus. But then this thing happens with Christians. We begin to discuss the meaning of the faith what we should do, what we should say, how we should act. And around the, uh, the year 1100, we get the first major split between East and West. And it's over a, a technical point of how uh, Jesus and God relate. Now, if I began to talk to you about it in technical terms, you would be like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would, why would churches split over that? But that's what we human beings do. 
We have to be right, and so we break apart. Then you get to the Reformation, and all the Protestant churches emerge, and then all the denominations from that begin to split and split and split, and then about 50 years ago, you begin to get all these non-denominational churches, and you have to ask, where is the unity in Christ? We don't see eye to eye. It doesn't look like there is oneness in Christ when we begin to look around the world. But here's the thing I think Paul is trying to tell us. That most of us are looking at what is a surface level. Most of us are looking at uh, the material, physical world. We are looking at the things that are of human making. And Paul says, the love of God in Jesus Christ is holding us together at a deeper level. That no matter what we human beings do and the way we split and divide one another, that God in Jesus Christ is still holding us together at a deeper level, but we just don't see it and we don't live into it. Paul is trying to tell us that the love of God in Jesus Christ is the glue of the universe that all things are held together for good in the power of God's love. But we're so busy looking at the surface that we can't see the unity that exists in and through our God. You know, this idea that we need to go deeper to take on the mind of Christ, to to have the eyes of faith that allows us to go beyond the surface level where human beings are doing human being things to really see God and the love at work. You know, I think when, when we finally make that transition and cross over from this life into the next, we're going to be like ashamed of the way we divided and fought against one another and, and we'll suddenly see how God's love is holding everything together in spite of us. You know, uh, uh, many of us know this movie, Remember the Titans, uh, the old movie about uh, the high school in Virginia in 1971. Uh, you will remember in that story that there is uh, the government legally integrates the schools. And so this group of black players and this group of white players have to uh, somehow find out how to be a football team together. And of course, all their human formation has told them, you don't like those people. You don't want to be with those people. Uh, you you two are separated and you need to stay that way. But of course, over the course of the movie and the, the you know, training camp and all the things that happen, most of these young men come to see at a deeper level. They're not seeing at the level anymore of those divisions that human beings create but they begin to see that there is something deeper at work. And in fact, uh, they become this wonderful team and the two-star defensive players actually come to love each other as brothers in that movie. 
one black, one white, and, and their whole world is changed because they are able to see the power of love and the way it brings us together. You see, this is a great example of how in our lives we live according to all these human divisions and all the while at this deeper level, the love of God in Jesus Christ is at work saying, no, I'm holding you together. Why can't you see it? which makes me think about a second way we need to understand being one in Christ. And that's this, that each of us as an individual human being has to find ourselves held together, has to find ourselves in unity within our own being by the love of God in Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, John Wesley would say uh, that he wants to reform the nation one soul at a time. And it's a way of saying if we're ever going to get to bigger human understanding, each of us has to allow the love of God in Jesus Christ to heal us and, hold, and, and make us whole and, and hold us us together. You know, the very root word of the meaning salvation that we have in English comes from the Latin salvus, which is healing and wholeness and completeness. When Jesus says, peace be with you, shalom means wholeness and completeness. What the love of God in Jesus Christ is trying to do here and now is show us that nothing in the whole of creation actually separates us from the love of God in Jesus Christ if we would just let our spirits be open to the power of God at work. If you think about the human being, you know what? I look out here and there is never been, nor will there ever be another you that God has created. You are a unique creation of the living God, fearfully and wonderfully made. And the way God has created us is in a body, with a brain that can think, with emotions and experiences that we feel, and all of this to be activated and to pull all the pieces together. This is the spirit that God has given us. Some of you in, in older language would talk about the soul. But all of these pieces are meant to work together for our good. We are meant to be held together and whole by the love of God in Jesus Christ. But listen. There's this saying uh, that wounded people wound other people. That if we have a certain level of brokenness that we are not letting God touch and heal, we will inflict our brokenness on others. This is the way it works. So let's say that your body, you know, as magnificent as these bodies are that God has created, uh, there is one thing that we know will happen. They will all begin to break down. You can't avoid it. it you know, it doesn't matter how much you work out or, or do your aerobics and, and, and yoga and you only eat vegetables and whatever. Your body is not going to last forever. 
But sometimes we're so busy fighting against our body that it is the only thing that we can think about. It, it drives everything we do. Um, sometimes we're so caught up in that struggle of our body that we can't even experience the way that God is present to us and loving us and still moving us forward and promising us that everything is at work for our good. In spite of our material, there is a deeper reality at work. Sometimes we don't really engage our brains. Have you ever thought about this? I mean, this is my thing where how many Christians continue to uh, think at the fifth grade level? You know, because you learned, you just say, it's God's will. And so something terrible happens and you say, well, it's God's will. And what you've done is driven that other person away from God because it's a harmful thing to say. Think, use your brain. God gave us the brain for a good reason. And we should always be growing and learning. But if we're not, then that brain is probably going to create divisions. And then we come to maybe the hardest part of all, which is our emotions our experiences in life. You see, the problem is that we human beings, we live from the inside out. And most of the time, we project our lives outward. If this is my feeling, if this is my experience, it must be reality. You follow me here? And what we've learned in the past 15, 20 years is that we have to grow up emotionally. We have to wrestle with the wounds and the hurts that we have within us. We have, to, we have to give over to God and sometimes to therapy the things that have happened to us in our lives because if we don't, we will replicate them, most likely. How many uh, children who were abused grow up to be abusers? Sometimes we have to take the hard experiences, the sufferings, as Paul would say, and remember that they do not separate us from the love of God, and we have to work through the pain to get to the healthy wholeness that God is offering us. You see, what holds us together and what knits all of this together is the Spirit of God at, at work within us, the love of God that wants nothing but the best for us. And the problem is if we don't allow ourselves to be fully loved, to be healed, to grow in the way that God would have us grow into this person of love, what will happen is we won't have Compassion. Because compassion is the feeling with another. If I am so caught up in my own stuff, hey, think about this. Have you ever said, oh gosh, I have this, uh, the, I, got, I got sick, I got the COVID or something, and then the other person immediately says, oh, that's nothing. I had COVID and flu at the same time. And you're like, all I wanted was a little empathy, and you got to one-up me, right? That is, that, is that, that broken internal person who's got to do that instead of saying, uh, with the love of God in Jesus Christ, I'm really sorry, I feel bad for you. 
You see, it, without this wholeness that comes through the love of God in Jesus Christ within us, then, you know, we don't, we're, we're, if we're, we're a Republican, we're never going to like the Democrats. If we're a Democrat, we're never going to like the Republicans. If we are black, we're never going to like anybody who's white. If we're tall, we're never going to like anybody who's short. If, if we root for the crimson and cream, we're never going to like anybody who's orange. Okay, that was a little too far. <laughs> but I think you get my point that we're working from the inside out and we're, we're meant to see through the eyes of another the way Christ sees through the eyes of the other and has empathy and care and compassion for the other. Until we human beings do our work, open ourselves to God, let God heal and whole, uh, make us whole unless we are doing the things that lead to spiritual health, we will never see unity manifest. And listen, don't ever mistake unity or oneness for uniformity. They are not the same thing. We don't all have to think alike to love alike. So people of God, we are to be one within ourselves so that we may help the world be one, be connected, where we can see that God loves the Israelis and the Palestinians, where we can see that God loves the Russians and the Ukrainians, that we may not like very much what they've done, but they are still children of God, and our job is to grow in love so that the world may manifest the love of God in Jesus Christ. Paul tells us, there is nothing in the whole of creation that can ever separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. It's up to us to live into what is real. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.